Hi, welcome to Creeks to Peaks the Understory, the podcast that highlights West Virginians, both near and far, who are doing amazing work in their respective fields, many of whom you may not even know about. Our goal is to bring your attention to these individuals, their stories, and how they connect to the state. In forestry terms, the understory means everything underneath the canopy. And those are exactly the people we're trying to highlight. Maybe not household names, but stars in their own right. So join us as we talk to our guests about who they are and where they come from. This podcast is produced by Flag Spruce Initiative, a West Virginia-based nonprofit whose mission is to invest in and advocate for the education, environment, and economy of West Virginia, or what we refer to as our three E's. To donate and find out more about Creeks to Peaks the Understory and Flag Spruce Initiative, visit www.flagspruce.org or follow us on Instagram. Hey everyone, this is Michael. You might recognize me from our first two Creeks to Peaks the Understory episodes. Today I'm joined by my brother and co-host Kylan. Over the past few weeks, we've been inundated with your messages, support, and donations, and we are extremely thankful for all of it. Some people have asked us to talk a little more about who we are and what we're doing. So we felt it best to give you a little bit more background and show you what we're striving to do. Take a listen. Hey, Kylan, thanks for joining me. Hey, Michael, thanks for having me. I'm glad that we can sit down and talk to our listeners a little bit about what the purpose of this project really is. Yeah, it's going to be good to give them a little bit more of a background on who we are and what we're striving to do. So I'll let you start. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks. Well, obviously, we grew up in the same house. Uh, grew up in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, a little Ohio River town, halfway between Parkersburg and Huntington. It was a really cool place growing up there, to be honest. But our parents moved there. Uh, I think I was in kindergarten and you were in probably fourth or fifth grade, right? Does that sound? Yeah, fourth grade. Fourth yeah. grade. Uh, you know, we, we went to good old Beale Elementary School and you know, eventually all graduated from Point Pleasant High School, same high school that our mother went to and our grandmother went to and our great grandparents went to. So it was definitely a, a family town. I, after high school, moved away and went to American University in Washington, D.C., came back for a time and worked at Pleasant Valley Hospital, wound up getting my MBA from West Virginia University. And, and now I work as a hospital administrator in Northern Virginia. So how long have you been out of the state? I've been gone for about eight years now, I think. Maybe closer to 10, actually. I'm coming up on my 10-year high school reunion, so about 10 years. All right. So let me talk about myself a little bit, too, while we're at it. Yeah, like Kylan said, I am originally from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Graduated from Point Pleasant High School, then went to West Virginia University, where I double majored in international studies and foreign languages. I traveled the world studying uh, Chinese in college. So I lived in China for a year. And then after college, I was doing full-time outdoor trips that I was leading. And then I, I jumped into the military and I've been active duty in the military for the, almost the past decade. So I'm still close to West Virginia. I'm usually about a six hour drive, depending on where I'm stationed. But I try to make it back home as much as possible. I think I speak for both of us when I say we have a, a pretty big passion for the state. You know, that's a big part of why, why we're still involved in it so much. That's a great point. I mean, obviously, we have lots of family back there. We have lots of friends still in West Virginia. 
we have a lot of fun in West Virginia too. I, I think we both try to make it back as much as we can, uh, whether it's to the mountains, to Morgantown, to Fayetteville, you know, skiing, rafting, hiking, whatever it might be. I mean, I, I think that we both try to make it a, a vacation destination of choice whenever we have the time to do so. Yeah, that's true. It's a hard to beat location when you're, you know, you're only a few hours away. It's way less expensive than flying out west when you have some of the best outdoor recreation in your backyard. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about what we're doing here. Obviously, we've started this podcast. We have two episodes out right now. What is the bigger picture? How how did this come about? Well, why don't you dive in? This is your story to tell, right? Uh, talking about the Flag Spruce Initiative. So why don't you give everybody a little bit of a taste about what the Flag Spruce Initiative is and what we're trying to do. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. When did the Flag Spruce Initiative actually start? Well, that is a good question. The Flag Spruce Initiative officially started in March of this year, 2020. I came up with the idea in December 2010, January 2011. I had just gotten done with a two-month high-altitude mountaineering expedition in the Himalayas in Nepal. I had come away from that trip with a with a passion to do something worthwhile, I guess you would say. I had been motivated by all of these really cool nonprofits that were operating in the Himalayas at the time. And I got back and I said, why not do something like that in you know this place that I love, West Virginia? And there's a lot of similarities to West Virginia and a remote region like the Himalayas. And so I originally came up with the name Creeks to Peaks from that trip. It rolled off the tongue well, and we were able to take that name and to turn it into a podcast this year. So we have this organization, the Flag Spruce Initiative, and that name obviously is very symbolic. Admittedly, I don't think that I knew what a flag spruce was the first time that you proposed it to me. So why don't you tell the people a little bit about what a flag spruce is and its significance to the state. So if you've ever been to Dali Sads, on top is a pretty iconic tree or set of trees known as a flag spruce. In a lot of different areas, if you Wikipedia, it's called a flag tree, but specifically at Dali Sads, we've called it the flag spruce. And what it is, is a tree that's missing its limbs and its branches and its needles on one side, specifically up there, I believe it's the western western side. And that's due to weathering from snow, ice, wind in the wintertime. Yeah, and I think that it obviously serves as a, a big symbol for a lot of, you know, not only what West Virginia stands for, but what our organization is trying to do. When you talk about resiliency, uh, I think you'll hear a big part of the theme through a lot of these conversations is, you know, the the hard times that people have lived through in West Virginia. Their upbringings in West Virginia aren't always that easy. The coal miner's life, the, the, the blue collar stories, there's a lot to draw from from that. You obviously can talk a lot about the navigational benefits and, and kind of the directional features that the Flag Spruce brings to the table in terms of, you know, looking forward. Right. I think it, it provides a great metaphor for direction, as well as the other ones that you've mentioned. So with that in mind, we said that would be the perfect name for our nonprofit, 
from there, we wanted to figure out how to incorporate creeks to peaks. And at some point, you said you had come across a forestry term called the understory. And so we tied the two together, and it seems to have worked out pretty well for, for both the names. I really like how they match up. I mean, I think, I think the point is that, I don't know about you, I, I love symbolism, I love the imagery, and there's something about the naturalism of both of those names and being able to tie them together that no matter when we're talking about what we're trying to do, it always brings me home and gives me that visual of being in the mountains. I think that's really powerful for our listeners probably to to think about that. And they they probably visualize the most iconic places in West Virginia that they think back to, like Babcock State Park or uh, Spruce Knob or Seneca Rocks. There are so many beautiful natural locations and beautiful scenery in West Virginia that I, I can't help but tie those images to these names. Yeah, we've really lucked out with with the symbolism that we've chosen. So Really excited to see how we continue forward in the future. Since 1995, Friends of the Cheat, a nonprofit organization operating out of Preston County, has worked diligently to restore, preserve, and promote the outstanding natural qualities of the Cheat watershed. In the past 25 years, they have implemented 17 acid mine drainage treatment systems on abandoned mine lands in the lower Cheat River watershed. They have also worked to encourage land use that protects endangered species in the area such as the Cheat Mountain Salamander and the West Virginia Northern Flying Squirrel. They've also hosted the annual Cheat River Festival in order to raise awareness and funds in support of the organization's mission. We encourage you to check out their website, cheat.org, or follow them on Facebook and Instagram to see how you can play a role in protecting the Cheat River. Now let's get back to the podcast. So I guess one of the questions that you posed was, you know, you, you really came up with this idea back in 2010, 2011 timeframe. Why, why are we just getting around to this in 2020? I came up with this, man, it, it's been a decade ago exactly. When I got back from that climbing trip, I was excited, but I was back home after college living with my mom and dad, and, and I didn't really want to go to grad school at the time. So I ended up enlisting in the military. And, uh, you know, the next thing you know, I'm off of basic training and I'm in pipelines for different military schools. And I just never found enough time to put it all together. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of work. This, this, uh, you know, we started in March and, and we're just getting, uh, our first couple of podcasts released in December. So there, there's a lot that's gone into this. You're absolutely right. And I think what really was a catalyst for us to finally find the time was was the coronavirus this past year. I was stuck at home. I couldn't go anywhere. I wasn't allowed to go on to the base. And I was like, well, it's time to do this. It's now or nothing. So I tried to utilize the time that I had to put it together with your help. And almost 10 months later, I guess, at this point, here we are. And we're finally starting to get things rolling a little bit. Well, and I think you just hit a key point there too, that the coronavirus really was a catalyst for us to get this project started. And, you know, certainly that was from a timing perspective for us where we might've had a little bit more, you might specifically might've had a little bit more time to be able to work on it. But the other side of this too, is that the coronavirus 
presented a heightened need for kind of what we're trying to do. It brought some of the issues that we want to focus on closer to mind and, and I think really empowered us to dig deeper and actually put our hands in the dirt and try and find a way to make a difference and, and help give back to the state. And it's not easy. We are both, as we said, we're both exports of West Virginia at the moment. Will we find ourselves back in the state someday? I hope so. But we're both out of state. So in order to make this work, we have to a lot of times do remote interviews. As we found so far, that's not always the easiest thing to do. So we'll see how it goes. Well, and we're not media or communications professionals either. We're no. we're we're learning. We're still we're still learning how to use the equipment right and and how to uh, you know best mail these things to to people and and make these interviews happen. It, it's uh, you you've gotten your dose of podcast editing and it's been an interesting ride so far. Yeah, absolutely. One of my buddies that I've met along the way in the military, he has a podcast and. We advertise for it sometimes. If you guys get a chance, check it out. It's called Thank You Now What? And Matt and Ben have been so helpful to us in terms of, especially the remote interview aspect of it, of what equipment to buy, what software editing programs to use. So thank you very much, Matt and Ben, for that. But it's it's people like that along the way that the networks that we've made that have helped propel us to where we are right now. So we really appreciate that. Well, and I think that really ties in nicely because my next point was going to be, you know, people are going to ask, well, we're talking a lot about the Flag Spruce Initiative. We're talking a little bit about the podcast. What are we actually trying to do as an organization? I think that really what this comes down to is that we are trying to build a network of like-minded organizations and individuals who want to see West Virginia succeed, who want to help the state move forward. We want to be a catalyst to help connect the nonprofits and the small businesses, the people who have their boots on the ground, who are doing great work in their communities. Yeah, absolutely. We don't want to control the narrative here. We're, we're basically, if you think about it this way, we're, we're a conduit for our guests. We want them to be able to tell their stories and, and not focus on what we have to say necessarily, but basically propel their voices a little bit further. I think really what we're trying to do is is bring diverse perspectives and thought-provoking dialogue about, you know, some of the challenges that the state faces, some of the experiences that people have had, both good and bad. Um, you know, we certainly want to talk about the highs, and, and I think that the highs are obviously what bring us all back to loving and, and creating that identity with, with the state. But at the bottom of this, the Flag Spruce Initiative is a passion project born out of, you know, mine and, and yours passion and, and love for the state and wanting to try and connect our identity with giving back to the state that we will forever call home. Sure. You think other states have as much pride as West Virginia does? Because I'm sure there are states like that, but there's always, always something a little bit different, a little bit more unique and special about the people and how they feel about the state, no, no matter if they've stayed or they've left. I've always wondered, I don't ever hear anybody talk about Florida the way somebody talks about West Virginia. I don't ever hear anybody talk about Arkansas, about the way they talk about West Virginia. So it's always an interesting thought that comes to my mind when we do stuff like this. I think you raise a great point because one of the things that I always wonder is whether that's 
a good thing or a bad thing? Is it actually a bad thing that West Virginia is so much a part of our identity? It's almost like it's an exclusive club. And, and you know, we, we want to talk about being welcoming and wanting everybody to come in. But it's hard because so many people, I think, come into the state and, and they, they see the beauty. They, they see the opportunity. And as welcoming as, as people are, they can never feel as connected to West Virginia as what West Virginians feel to each other. And, and I think that can sometimes be intimidating. And that that's, um, you know, I think a challenge that West Virginia will continue to face in terms of how we continue to grow and attract tourists and, and attract people to stay for, for longer periods of time and then make their homes and build their businesses is how do we continue to take pride in being from West Virginia and, and being a West Virginian without alienating other people who want to be a part of the club? Great question. And I do not have an answer for that today. I'll definitely think about that. Though. Maybe, maybe one of our guests will have an answer for that in the future. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening right now, feel free to comment, especially if you're a guest. Let us know about it. So we've gotten the question a few times in the past couple of weeks of how are we different than other podcasts that are operating in West Virginia today? And that's that's a fair question. There are a fair amount of very good podcasts operating as we speak. And I would say that we're different in a few unique ways. One, we've talked about the understory. We were talking to folks that you probably haven't heard of. You may have in, in certain circles, but most likely you haven't. Whereas other podcasts that we've noticed are talking to those overstory characters. They're talking to the Homer Hickams, the Jennifer Gardners, the Jerry Wests. And, and that's great. That is somebody that I'd be very interested in sharing a beer with too. But we want to we want to kind of be that catalyst, that word that we keep using, a catalyst for those those other individuals like Matt Jackford. You know, we have we can't mention it enough, a nationally recognized classical music composer living in Charleston, West Virginia, who's only 32 years old, and he's written pieces of music that have been played by the National Symphony Orchestra at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. And that's, you know, that's big time. So we're trying to seek those individuals out. We're also, we strive to be apolitical. We're not trying to do politicians. We don't want to get on a, a big dispute over two sides of the aisle. That's, that's not who we are. That's not what we're trying to do. So I think those are two unique differences that I can think of right off the bat. What about you, Kylan? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think really we're trying to take ourselves out of it, even from our own organization, take take the Flag Spruce Initiative out of each podcast. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to give our guests the floor to really tell their own story in the way that they want to tell it without us dictating what the narrative should be. You know, you mentioned Matt Jackford, and um, he's a perfect example because, you know, he's somebody who we would hate for it to be like 40 or 50 years from now and just now learning of him. We're trying to help give people the opportunity to get on board and, and get in tune with some of these really great people and organizations well in advance of when they peak. Because we think that people like Matt and Eric only have you know upward trajectories and, and they're only going to continue to keep doing great things. Um, and, and we're really trying to get in 
early on on their story. That's a good point. Appalachian Botanical Company was founded in 2018 in Boone County with the goal of putting reclaimed coal mine land and West Virginians back to work. The company specializes in growing lavender, which benefits from the rocky soil typically found on these sites. Their lavender products, such as essential oils, body creams, and infused honey, are high quality, healthy, environmentally, and socially responsible. To learn more, visit them at AppalachianBotanical.com. Now let's get back to the podcast. So let's talk a little bit about how we conduct these interviews. So people who I've talked to, and these are acquaintances that I've known for a long time, they ask why we don't necessarily talk a little bit more in these interviews. The way we look at it, the way we've constructed this podcast to be is we don't want to be the focus. Our, our job is to be the conductor, if you will, and let the guests be the highlight. Let them tell their stories. One thing that we pride ourselves on besides kind of staying out of the limelight, staying in the background, is our legacy questions and how that ties in not only to the podcast, but also to Flag Spruce Initiative itself. Every podcast, we're going to ask our guests, what is one nonprofit and one small business in West Virginia that you or that they would like to highlight? And we do that for a couple of reasons. One, it goes along with our mission statement for Flag Spruce Initiative, where we are focusing on our three E's. We're investing in the economy, education, environment of West Virginia. By doing that, we're letting different organizations, those homegrown nonprofits, receive a little bit more awareness, receive a little bit more support, whether that's by donations, whether that's by volunteer work. That's something that we're really proud of is not only do we allow them to get a shout out on our episodes, but we also provide free social media advertisement for them after that episode on our social media pages like Instagram. We've also gotten to the habit of asking our guests to give us another additional nonprofit after the episode. And those are the ones that we give advertisements to at that first break each episode. So, so far you've seen or heard Mountaineer Food Bank and Read Aloud West Virginia. Those were suggestions given to us after the fact by both Eric Lovell and Matt Jackford. So that's something that we are really proud of and we're gonna work towards doing every episode with each guest. And that goes for small businesses too. We try to seek some out that are unique that you might not know about that both the audience would enjoy and it would benefit the small business as well. And I think that draws back to the whole purpose of our organization is really trying to build those networks. And, and we lean on our guests to help us with that, to help create our network of organizations, businesses that we should continue to help to research and support provide those um, advertisements to uh, the social media links to as a prime example, like we have worked to make sure that all of our content has been West Virginia source so far, whether that's, you know, through our logos and designs, or even some of the images, you know, we've worked with Kelly Barkhurst designs out of Morgantown. We've worked with Jesse Thornton photography. He's based out of Huntington, West Virginia. 
Um, and, you know, we've, we've really taken that to heart to say, how can we as an organization help to directly support those people in the state? And, and that ties directly back to our, you know, investing in and advocating for the education economy and environment of West Virginia. Yeah, it's leading by example. Exactly. Hopefully, anyway, that's what we're striving to do. Let's talk a little bit about donations. We've received some so far, and we really appreciate it. That, that really helps us put out a good product for you with the podcast. But that's not the only place where donations are going for that we've received. Kyle, do you want to talk a little bit more about what we're doing when we receive donations? Sure. So donations right now are, as Michael mentioned, helping to support the podcast. But our plan going forward is to really, again, try and tie this back to our three E's, education, environment, and economy. And what we intend to do is choose a strategic initiative in each one of those three E's and partner with a nonprofit in the state over every four months. So every four months, we will take the net of our proceeds and put that towards a specific project in West Virginia. Given that specific E out of our three E's, correct? Correct. Yeah. So for example, for the first four months of 2021, we may look at education. For the next four months, it might be environment. And the last four months, it might be economy. But we will choose a strategic initiative that perhaps either we lead or that uh, another nonprofit is directly working on and see how we can specifically contribute to that project. Good deal. So you've heard my voice on the first two episodes and probably the trailer as well, if you happen to listen to that. And we keep billing ourselves as co-hosts. So you guys are probably wondering, why hasn't Kylan been on the first two episodes? Well, that's a great question. We are not going to be co-hosting it together each time. We are going to be alternating who interviews each guest, basically. Uh, it might be me for a couple, and then we'll alternate to Kylan for two or three guests. And, and that really plays a part because of our other jobs. As mentioned before, Kylan runs a surgical department at a hospital in Virginia, and I am in the military. So I get called away for different training events or work, and same thing goes for Kylan. So that's why we divvied it up this way, and that's why we are billing ourselves as co-hosts, just to alleviate any confusion for the future. Yeah, and I mean, hopefully the first couple of episodes that I jump in on, people don't boo me down. I, I hope that I can uh, keep the momentum carrying forward. You've certainly done a good job. And, and again, we're really thank you, thankful for all of the people who have tuned in and, and continue to tune in. Uh, we've, we've been really pleased and impressed. We, we've been really impressed with uh, how many people have chosen to listen to our podcast and, and subscribe to our Instagram page. So I hope that if, if I jump on a podcast, that uh, I don't send it all in the wrong direction. Well, good luck. You've got big shoes to fill. I do. I do. I'll, I'll do my best. Okay. So with keeping with our legacy questions, let's go ahead and give our own nonprofit suggestions that we want to highlight on this episode. So Kylan, go ahead and uh, give us your nonprofit. Sure. So I'd like to highlight the Leetart Nature Park in Leetart. West Virginia in Mason County. Uh, growing up in Mason County, there were a lot of 
outdoor spaces, but I don't know that there were really any that were designed just for hiking and, and really being in touch with nature. They typically were, you know, reserved more for hunting, fishing, things like that. And it's actually been in recent years that I've had the opportunity to go back and, and find this kind of hidden gym to be able to get outside and, and take advantage of the outdoors. The, the Leetart Nature Park really strives to provide an exceptional and diverse system of trails and recreational facilities. And, and I think they're doing a great job in that community. Okay, cool. I am going to go with the West Virginia Child Advocacy Network. They're based out of Charleston. Their mission is to restore the lives of victims of child abuse by supporting locally based child advocacy centers in the mountain state. And obviously that is a very worthwhile cause. So if you guys get a chance, check out their Instagram page. It is WV underscore can. So in addition to our nonprofit and small business legacy questions that we like to ask every guest on each episode, you guys have probably noticed we also like to finish with a speed round, just fun, interesting facts and opinions on the mountain state. So today we are going to finish with that as well. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. Yeah. What is your favorite West Virginia food? Pepperoni roll. You say the same thing as everybody. It must be everybody's favorite. <laughs> it's, it's hard to beat. Mine, mine is definitely baked steak. Is that considered a West Virginia food? Well, I would tell you that I have not lived in West Virginia for like 10 years now, and I can't find it anywhere else. So I'm, I'm going to stick to it. Okay. All right. That's fair. Okay. Next question. Uh, what's your favorite West Virginia festival? New River Rendezvous. When is that? Used to be held in like, no, ask me again. Ask me again. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite West Virginia festival? Cheat Fest. Cheat Fest. Is that your final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. Have you ever run the river up at the Cheat? Yeah, but it's been a while. It's a great one. Cheat Canyon's a really good river. Yeah, I've never done it. I would say that mine is the Mothman Festival, obviously. How can you not? It's getting bigger. It's growing. Point Pleasant in general is growing. Yeah, good for our hometown. Impressive. It's, it's fun. It's, it's something fun. That, that statue has really uh, brought in a lot of visitors. And I, I, think, I think that the town has started to enjoy and kind of uh, adopt the weird a little bit more than uh, when we were growing up. Yeah, that's cool. I remember when the movie came out, I was a freshman in high school and that was a big deal. So I'm glad to see that, you know, almost 20 years later, that was 2002, winter 2002, that it's picking up again, even more so. So that's great. Who's your favorite West Virginia celebrity? We're talking like major overstory. I'm going to go with Homer Hickam. Probably some of my most famous books that I still to this day have ever read are his three memoirs, Rocket Boys, Coldwood Way, and Sky of Stone. So I'm going to go with Homer Hickam. And that's a great movie too. I would have to go with Brad Paisley. I, I think you know that I'm a big country music fan and I, I really am a sucker for cheesy lyrics. And, and I think he definitely has some of the cheesiest lyrics out there. He does uh, in some songs. Some of his other songs are very poignant. He is a talented guitarist, so that's not a bad choice at all. And, and he doesn't shy away from, uh, you know, professing his love for the state and, and things like that, too. He, he, he does a lot of good. Yeah, that's a good point. Good choice. All right, hit me. What's your favorite West Virginia season? Fall, hands down. 
hands down easy yeah that's easy uh, i like them all to an extent because each of them are unique but yeah fall you've got golly season you've got football season you've got cooler weather yeah yeah fall what about you i thought i thought for sure you might say spring because of the spring new season new river season but that's a good that's a good season too i figured i figured it would be fall or spring i would tell you that in general i probably have to go with fall as well there, there's just something about the the magic of the colors and the beauty and being able to be outdoors you know pretty consistently with the temperatures uh it it really it really can't be beat um but i would go with spring as a as a close second yeah that's a good choice too i probably would say the same well everyone thank you for joining us next time you'll get to hear kylan's voice for the next episode so we're happy to finally introduce you to him before that time. But thank you for letting us give you a little bit more about who we are and why we're doing what we're doing. So until next time, have a good one. Thank you for joining us on Creeks to Peaks, The Understory, the podcast that highlights West Virginians both near and far. If you enjoyed the podcast, want to hear other West Virginia success stories, or would like to donate to other Flag Spruce Initiative projects, please visit www.flagspruce.org. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. We'd love to hear any recommendations you have on other people that you might consider part of West Virginia's understory. Thanks and have a good one.